ladies and gentlemen. You know, the Bruins, they they finally learned how to score a goal. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Now, technically, we, we haven't recorded since the Islanders game in which they did not score a goal, but that that's not important. Um, I'm not even going to mention any other sports whatsoever right now. The Packers did not just lose two hours ago. I hate the Packers. I'm not a fan whatsoever. And we're back. Can't wait to clip that. Save it to my phone for next football season. I am not a Packers fan. I hate the Packers. There you go. I can give you two. Ah, perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, the Boston Bruins. Um, they exist. <laughs> Finally. They do indeed. More than just defense. Yeah. Although, I mean, hey, the defense, that's been good. Uh, surprisingly really good. I was worried that, if anything, that would be their shortfall, and I was thinking, well, damn, if they can't figure out this whole scoring thing and the defense starts to be horrible, this could get ugly. But, I mean, as everyone knows, um, scoring has been an issue these last two games. No, definitely not. Um... Unfortunately, there's one game where we have to talk about <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be uh, too much on that Islanders game. Although, like, it was three games of not scoring much, and then two games where they scored ten goals in between the two of them. Obviously, I mean, one of them was, like, the fifth goal in the first Philly game mm-hmm. was in the shootout. So, um, But no, I, I remember you say uh, the stats that you had. Yeah, Bruins have done an amazing job defensively. They're allowing 22.6 shots. I'm assuming that's against per game, and yeah. two goals a game. That's really really good like they they're they've had so little shots against and now obviously i've been waiting for people to point out how the fact that rask has like an 880 save percentage or something but um i mean anyone with half a brain oh 892 yeah because you know i'd argue rask has kind of still been the better goalie than halak big time like despite obviously like yeah, Halak's, um, actually, it was a overtime loss, or, no. Yes, it was the overtime loss, and then, um, the second game against Philly, but, I don't know, it's been, it's been really good to see some good defense, of course, despite everything. Like, I, I know one of the things that I definitely said, like, after the first two New Jersey games was, like, I did not expect goal scoring to be the issue, and defense to be, like, a really good part of this team and now yeah it's been two games against philly but it looks like they've sort of got that back and the power play looks fantastic despite not having Pasternak. brett richie is a superstar i mean brett richie, brett... richie. <laughs> okay oh no we said God. that a year ago but <laughs> i mean he's still a superstar just not um with the bruins so we're not going to talk about superstar brett richie but nick richie what a what a what seth Five games so far? Yeah, five games. He has five points in five games. I, I've i been so impressed. And, you know, it's only been five games, but assuming this continues maybe halfway through the season, I might go back and clip us saying, hey, let's give Nick Ritchie a chance in the episode before the season. Uh, just, just you know, yeah. if this continues going on, because, you know, he's been, he's been really good. Like... I, I've seen some people compare him to Lucic, which frankly is not fair uh, to Nick Ritchie. 
because yeah, like Lucic is definitely more like okay, prime Lucic was definitely more physical and also you know obviously a better um, offensive player than Nick Ritchie is, but that doesn't mean that Nick Ritchie has not been great. He has he has been great. Same can be said about Frederick. Ooh, this guy. Uh, not to just like completely change the subject but like that's what we always do um because i was i forgot i was gonna tweet this earlier um so it has been three years since marshawn was suspended for elbowing marcus johansson so he hasn't been suspended in three years yeah i don't know seems like he's cleaned up his game to me Oh, but then you get all these idiots who see borderline stuff, or not even borderline, just an unfortunate, like, I'm sure, well, this is what it's going into. Yeah. Um, or like a simple little collision or a physical battle where, battle where Martian wins it and the other player might be a little hurt. Oh, dude, what a dirty play. What a scumbag. Oh, get this guy out of here. But back to what you said, it is pretty cool seeing that he hasn't been suspended, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to jinx it now. So, I mean, hey, to be fair, on this day two years or on this day a year ago, I did tweet it out and say like he hasn't been suspended in two years. So I didn't, I didn't jinx it there. So you know, and I'm totally not gonna tweet it out right now and say he hasn't been suspended in three years. Definitely uh-huh. not doing that. Okay, knock on what actually do that, please, because you've already caused the Packers to lose, and we don't want. Hey, win. I never said that they were gonna win, so. I did not expect it against Brady, frankly, but I did not expect Brady to throw three interceptions and then also, well, you know, holding and stuff. But <laughs> I definitely thought um, towards, and like, I think it was middle of that third quarter. Whenever like the second interception happened, I was like, yeah, this, this game's going to the Packers. But I mean, we just like completely sidestep the topic <laughs> back to your favorite team on- we don't talk about it. <laughs> oh man what were we talking about oh yeah marshand yeah i wonder why you could bring that up hmm what could have possibly happened i mean maybe this would have been better to bring up after we like briefly touched on the islanders game although really like the only thing to say about those games is um it was boring um it was like really just even the whole time. Like there was nothing really to it. Um, I was about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not. It was not really entertaining. Like it. It felt. It felt like an Islanders game. <laughs> like, like really. really, it felt like an Islanders game with a mix of Bruins can't score game. Yeah, like it. It was really just the Devils games. It was the Bruins play in the Devils games mixed with the Islanders, which was just a complete snooze fest. Yeah. I mean... Um, but no, that I that was when sort of everyone's just like, okay, they need to they need to pick it up. Like, yeah, sure, it's only three games in, but it's shortened season. They got to get points, especially against the Islanders, who are definitely going to be, um, like in the top. Right there. Yeah. yeah i was uh i don't know like i hate to i don't want to sound like i was thinking disaster mode but like there was certainly I was very unimpressed yeah there was certainly was like, like oh no keep on oh well i just was thinking if 
on our win. We got to keep going here. We got to start picking it up. And, uh, well, I'm happy to, to report that they picked it up in the next two games. But I was just like, obviously, without David Pasternak, you know, things aren't going to be as great. But I'd, I, I was not impressed from the middle six at all for those first three games, really. And obviously, Bruce ended up making that change, bringing Trent to the third line. It paid off going forward, but I mean, we'll see if they can keep it up. I will touch on it, but that first Flyers game was not good outside of the final. 100%. Uh, final 20 minutes, so. But, I mean, your thoughts on that uh, end of that Islanders game? Well, not end of the Islanders game, but, well, sure, the end of the Islanders mm-hmm. game since. You know, they didn't score. And, uh, what was it, Pajo with like five or four minutes left? Yeah, like it was like a weird bounce in front. And then Pajo like batted it out of the air past Rask. Yeah. Um, totally Rask's fault. Oh, yeah, all his fault. There Only have been like 17 shots with a bump. There have been like three goals this season where already on Rask, where it's been like just dumb deflections where I'm like, okay, well, like, though. Because of course. 99 time, times out of 100, those won't go in. Or those won't like deflect like that, and yet, well, they did. <laughs> um, but no, the Islanders game was just all the frustration, and like that was sort of just the moment where it's like, all right, they gotta they gotta change something up. You know, something's gotta give. Like, yes, Pasternak's out at that point. Kasha was out too, and obviously he still is. Um, oh, and Lord only knows when he's gonna be back. Yeah. Um, but no, it was still just like, what's, what's happening here? You know, the Bruins have it. And then going into that first Philly game, that was, I mean, in the first period, yeah, it was a solid start. Like they've seemed to have been having like good first periods in terms of, you know, they've, they've been good on the four check. They've been getting, you know, at least some decent chances. They've certainly been outplaying the other team in those first periods, but for sure. But nothing has really come of that. Like, there hasn't been... Moral victories are cool, but... Yeah. There hasn't been enough actual scoring in those in those periods. And, you know, that's why that's why when Pajot scored in the third period of that Islanders game, it was like, Jesus Christ. Because, <laughs> like, at that moment, we knew that game was over once he scored. Like, yep. Like, nothing, nothing was happening. I was thinking, yeah, maybe that goes to overtime which you don't want to do against the Islanders because then they can bring out Barzell, Pajot, Brock Nelson, like the guys who can actually score and are faster. Um, but no, they just decided to end it in regulation. So um, They didn't want to get another win in the shootout. <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, Bruins are 2-0 and in shootouts this year because obviously. Um, yeah, no, going into that Philly game, first period yeah it was okay and then that second was just not good at all frankly like i i really don't like i don't remember much specifically about it but it was just it was just not great frankly like i don't know how else to put it yeah i was once uh JVR scored that second goal to put the Flyers up 2 nothing. I was... Uh, what's the best word for it? Discouraged? <sighs> something like that? 
I was ready to throw in the towel and just stop watching, even though it was only a two-goal game in the second period. I just thought the way they've been playing, there's there's no chance they even score uh, one goal, let alone two. But, oh, well. <laughs> well, Alex, what happened in the third period? Well, before before we get to the third period, there was there was a little thing in the second that oh, was yeah, sort yeah, of the yeah. transition with Marshawn. Um, so it was it Mark Friedman who um, this is no offense to him. I had never heard of him before this game. Um, Likewise, but Marshawn. Like well, what? I was gonna say, is he even like a prospect? Is he older? I don't know anything about that guy. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that he initiated the play with Marshawn. And then an unfortunate consequence happened from Marshawn winning the puck battle. He's 25. Um, yeah, he is. So sort of like the Bruins blue line, Marshawn's um, sort of just skating by after a little, like after like a little battle, I believe against the boards, they're about center ice. Friedman comes after him and like tries to take down Marshawn's right shoulder. So naturally, Marshawn fights back and basically just throws the dude to the ground because what else is he supposed to do when there's a guy on him? Like, um, and then Friedman falls. I don't know how he started bleeding, like, from his... I'm a, it might have been his nose or something. I might have just been the fall. I think I saw a nose. But, like, it, it was an unfortunate result of... Friedman initiating the play, and then Marshawn, frankly, winning the battle that happens 20 times in a game, right? Like, you know, maybe not as, like, heavily as that, as that battle, but, like, that stuff happens all game, and then Friedman just happened to be bleeding and fell hard, and then he went off. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure he played in the second game, so he was fine. Um, But, like, that was a relatively normal play it was but you come on you can't have brad marsh and in a play and expect a normal reaction from anybody um people are freaking out online you know piece of shit marsh and typical uh typical blah, 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 blah. you know martians has come back awful person worst person in the world but hey flyers head coach didn't even have a problem with that he said uh-huh. that he he watched it again, and he said that it was one player overpowering another as they got tied up and an accident happened. I actually did not see that quote. Um, I didn't until two seconds ago when I tried to search it up on Twitter to find a replay of the play. But yeah, no, and I mean, I guess you know if the if your team's head coach is saying ah it's clean, chances are it's clean. Yeah, if if they're not <laughs> fighting against it, I think it's probably clean. Good thing is that Friedman was okay. He ended up playing Saturday night. So, mm-hmm. although a certain other defenseman got hurt in this game, although didn't oh he? Oh my god! Did he finish the game or not? I don't remember. Like, did Grizz come back or was he just out? I feel like he came back. Yeah, I want to say he came back. Or no, no, no. Wasn't he hurt in the Islanders game and then played in this game and then? Yeah, he got injured in back-to-back games. Yeah, he was hurt in the Islanders game. I think left it and then came back and played in this game and then got hurt. Um, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, <laughs> and obviously he, uh, he was out against like he was out in the second Philly game. Hmm. We don't know his status heading into the Pittsburgh series, but 
Um, yeah, no, like, Chris Lick's, got abused, basically, in back-to-back games. Poor guy. Um, and, like, I, I obviously hope he's okay, and, uh, please be okay, because goddamn the Bruins are gonna need him this season. <laughs> Kinda sucks when the guy you hope t- takes a step forward is, uh, injured four games in the year. Yeah. But, I mean, it does, it didn't about seem too Bruins serious, luck. and, like... It's not like Cassidy was like, I have no idea when he's going to be back, like he d- did with Kasha. Um, <laughs> but I I would assume he's he's back, probably. I mean, at least by the Washington series, I would think. It also still feels so weird to call them, like, series. Yeah. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much. I concur. <laughs> um, okay. So then all that happened in the second. People complained about Marshaw. Everyone sort of went off during the second intermission. Um, I one thing I, I want to say actually before we get into all the good is like, can we stop picking on one specific player when it has very clearly been an entire team sucking? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's all X player's fault. Yeah, it's it's all only Coyle's fault just because he had that bad play on the New Jersey overtime winner or. Like it's it's all debrusque because he just hasn't scored, or it's or it's all Stednika because he's done nothing, or it's all Corrali because of that bad penalty. Um, Everyone's got an equal role in the shittiness. Yeah, like people it, love to just, especially like if they see, like if one thing gets pointed out on the broadcast, and that's the one thing they stick with, and they mm-hmm. don't notice the other things because that might not have gotten a replay or a, or analyzed during the intermission and stuff, so and they just. People seem to be a little more observant and, you know, watch the game. <laughs> Just simply watch the game, lol. Uh, but no, it's like, obviously, the, the criticism of those players, it's like, yeah, it's it's valid. Like, yeah, yeah. DeBrusque needs to be scoring more. Yep. Um, I mean, Krejci kind of has to be better, too. Like, Coyle, I mean, he stepped up. Like, he, got, he has goals in back-to-back games now, but... You know, he definitely at that point needed to be a lot better and be, you know, the five million dollar player they're paying him to be. And like, well, Bjork yeah. can still talk about, and Crowley was having some rough games. Like, yeah, they, they all needed to step up and be better. But it's not, you know, it's not only one of their faults. Like, if you take, let's say you blame it all on Stadnika and you take them out of the lineup and they still suck. Hmm, maybe it's not only Stadnika's fault. <laughs> Big if true. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Studnika, do you want to take us through the third period? Well, you know, in the midst of yelling and hollering and everyone on Bruins Twitter being very upset, uh, well, the Bruins decided to, you know, let's see, maybe, you know, four games into the season, you know, you're, well, three and two-thirds through a season. I think it's time to score a goal at even strength. I, th- I think it might be time. Well, they came out absolutely flying. It was I don't, I don't have the shot breakdown, but I'm pretty sure they had like. Oh wait, it's right here. They had 22 <laughs> shots in that third period. Jeez. 22 to 10 were the shots in that third period, and as you would expect, they scored four goals, three at even strength, including Jack Stadnika's first NHL goal. I forget. I forget really the play-by-play. All I know is Richie got an assist on it. 
<laughs> that's obviously uh, the I, most important thing. That's the trend, you know, going to these last couple games is uh, Richie getting a point. But no, I mean, first NHL goal, I like I said, I don't remember it fully. I know he pretty much was driving the net. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a like really great pass across um, by Krejci. Tell me if you've heard that before. Um, and then just Stanika buried it, got his first career goal. Um, Pretty pumped up. Oh, yeah, I mean, That's understandably. What I would be. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that was like a minute in. Uh, and then, of course, one of the other guys who was frankly, rightfully criticized. Charlie Coyle got on the board with uh, Craig Smith's first point as a Bruin. And also, funnily enough, Kevin Miller got an assist on that goal uh, because obviously he is an offensive uh, defenseman, as we all know. Um, but Absolutely. no, it was, it was a nice... Um, wasn't that just like a spin-around goal by Coyle? Puck sort of just had a weird bounce. Yeah. Then he just yep. turned around and wired it past uh, Carter Hart, who... Jeez, did he have a rough, rough series? I feel bad for him though. He made thirty nine saves and he still had a nine oh seven save percentage <laughs> that game, letting up what four goals and still yeah he still had a nine oh seven. Jesus, okay. <laughs> yeah, and can we talk? Well, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit, but Nick Ritchie on that power play unit in front of the net. How do you feel? with him there just in general when he got um when he had those what like two assists in the second game i think it was right or was it just one assist in the second game no no it was two it was two assists in the second game Something like that. and like someone pointed that out i was like he obviously very very different players but like he reminds me of what the bruins sort of wanted you know like rick nash to do yeah like I, I, you know, Rick Nash is not a small player by any means, and you know, obviously Richie's more physical, but they're sort of, sort of they have, you know, they were wanting to be the same role, and I mean, yeah, Rick Nash was like a second line forward, and obviously, um, his time in Boston was not great because he was hurt, but sort of it was sort of just like a hey, this kind of reminds me of Rick Nash and what he should have been, but. Richie really has been the player the Bruins thought that they were getting in that deal. And, I mean, no offense to Heinen, but uh, I think the Bruins are doing a lot better with that deal currently. Currently. Five games into the season. I think actually Heinen scored today, but um, I think I got that notification. One sec, let me see. I see. Uh, I don't know if HockeyDB is uploaded, but it just shows he's got an assist. Uh, well, the Ducks are playing right now. Oh, oh, no. right now. Yep. Mm. Ducks goal, Heinen. Okay. Well, this now says Silverberg, so I don't know what to believe. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the dish by Heinen. Oh wait, that was January twenty third. Um, so Heinen Whatever. either has an assist or a goal. Who knows? But Nick Ritchie, he's a point per game, so therefore Bruins win the trade. Advantage Sweeney. It's always advantage, Sweeney. Always. No matter what. Always uh, comes up Sweeney. Jesus. Always. There's never been a bad move by Don Sweeney. Oh, no, never. I don't... I Name one bad move. You can't. 
I can't. That's the thing. Oh my name, god. Name only one bad move. See, it's not possible. You can't name only one. You have to name them all. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh. But no, that that trade, like, I mean, obviously, same could be said for Kasha. I'm not trying to shit on him, but Kasha was the not main saying... part of that deal, anyways. But well, I know I'm just talking about the two mm-hmm. trades that they made with the Anaheim Ducks last year, but. I feel like everyone was just piling on to Nick Ritchie and nobody had anything to say about Kasha. And like they both had relatively the same situations, although Kasha was hurt in the bubble. And late to show up to camp. Yes, 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 he was. Um, But it's like, sure, criticize them, but let's give them a chance. And but with Kasha, it's. Well, now we have to wait more. I was kind of like. Will he ever play this season again? Because I've never heard for an injury update just be like, well, we don't know. We don't know when he's going to come back. Yeah, that was that's like the strangest thing I've ever seen out of an injury update. Like, you know, normally they'll have a timeline and be like, well, you know what? It might be like a head injury, so it might be a few weeks. Or, you know, it's his leg. You know, it, it's just day to day. Or, you know what? Hey, he's going to go have surgery. But like, it's been a week since he was hurt. and. Cassidy was still just like yeah no don't know when he's gonna be back it's like what is anyone supposed to do with that information oh man I hope I hope he's okay I hope he can come back and be you know at least like a top nine player because I've already seen people rule him out like they did with Richie and it's like don't rule him out but again he is not you can't say he is a staple to the top yeah. six when he has yeah. not played in the top six for more than like quite, two games at a time. He is quite literally a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you can say. <sighs> um, back to the second Philly game. Uh, it, was, oh. it was interesting to see Carlo get a goal. Um, he has the same amount of goals as Krug this season. I'm not sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's nice to see him get that goal and put the Bruins ahead. And then, you know what? They're up 4-3 in that game and, uh, it's going great. And then Crowley takes a penalty off the opening faceoff. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't remember if it was a good call or a bad call. I saw people were upset. I remember seeing people were upset about it. I never actually saw the replay of the penalty, so I, I don't have a comment on the penalty, but like I said, I saw people talking that it was, oh, what a bad penalty, but then I saw also saw people saying, like, come on, Corrali, you can't do that. I so, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't... I don't remember exactly what it was, um, frankly, and the highlights wouldn't even show that, but um, I, I sort of just remember it being, like, like, I saw both of those basically, yeah, the same thing as you, but, like, both of those things can be true. It's like, yeah, it might be a weaker call, but at the same time, don't go super aggro on a face-off. You know, like, maybe just try to be a little lighter when you just took the lead and don't try to give them any sort of advantage, which is coincidentally exactly what he did. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, Crowley's been such, an, such a weird player so far through five games, and I guess we can get into it more like after when we talk specifically about like Bjork and Stednika, you know, Kasha Pasternak, whatever's going to happen there. But Crowley's been not great, but obviously, you know, those struggles weren't 
like when the Bruins were struggling, it wasn't obviously only his fault, but he is not. He he still has not been fantastic. Oh. Oh, Ryan Donato got a goal, two minutes ago. Anyways, um. So yeah, JVR JVR scored um on the power play, and then here, why don't why don't you take this overtime? <laughs> Just. What what happened there? Ah, uh, well. Certain goalie. That's what happened. Oh, Carter Hart, you mean, obviously, right? Oh, totally, totally. Could never be this Tuka Rask guy's name. Nobody knows. Um, no, just about, what would you say, four to five amazing saves in overtime. I forget it, how many. But... Something like that. There was there was the one where he went like basically cross crease. Um wasn't there the point shot save on wait, was that over check? Yeah. And then the person followed it up. Um Yeah. Yeah, no. A Rask was phenomenal in overtime. Like yeah, the the regulation, you know, it was not his best game. Like, but also, you know, not every single one of those goals was only his fault. You know, it's sort of like team defense was not great at the start of those. Like, definitely for the defense, that was their worst game was game four. Um, And then, but Rask in overtime, he came up big when the Bruins needed it most, frankly. And he, yeah, no, he was phenomenal. Um, One might say elite. Might maybe say. I don't know. <laughs> Might I say it. It's more like a consistent day, daily thing. But yeah, <laughs> that whole overtime. I think my timeline was just one consistent hook spam. You know what? That's. I'm I don't not know. Complaining. I don't know why this wasn't brought up earlier, actually. Um, but that's like one of the main things I miss about no fans is oh, yes. there were no took chance. Like, ah. I, I I wish I wish the Bruins um could like get like the sound clip of just fans yelling toke and then just play it once Rask makes a save like in the arena like assuming it's a stoppage of play or something just like play it as fan noise <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great to see but yeah no I I wanted to bring that up earlier but like how how do we feel about the Garden with no fans because like for the other arenas like it didn't really phase me that much because it's like oh well Prudential Center yeah. who cares I think it was. They were at Nassau Coliseum, and I was like, okay, I mean, it's an Islanders game, whatever. It's not like the fans are super excited to those normally anyways, but um, no, in the Garden, it just, yeah, it felt weird being at home with no fans. The one thing that stuck out to me was whoever is in charge of the goal horn is about five seconds behind and i know it's first world problems <laughs> oh my god does it bother me to hear a goal going and jack edwards you know obviously his voice rising in excitement you know the players are celebrating and it's just crickets yeah and, that that threw me off because yeah. for some of them i was like wait did they score it's like is yep. this in or not it's like this just jack edwards just you know jumping on it too quickly or it's like is this in is what's happening and especially because I don't think for any of those goals there were any like huge celebrations. So it's like, no. uh, what just happened? No, and like obviously the celebrations kind of get 
know, toned down a little with no fans in the buildings. Cause it's not like, it's not like, I mean, I'm assuming when Corrali scores, he's still going to jump into the glass and do, you know, Corrali, I hope. Ooh, if um, he doesn't, then that's. That's oh, he he better awful. he better score when they play outside. Just well, no, imagine he only he, scores he, in big games. He he jumps into the glass, it breaks. He just falls through. <laughs> no, they should have he rolls down the Lake Tahoe. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they they should actually have the rink over the lake. Um, and so the boards are just right against the water. He jumps. He jumps in the glass. It breaks. He falls through. Goes for a swim. <laughs> There you oh, go. <laughs> oh, we have fun. We have some <laughs> amount of fun here. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, Rask, phenomenal at overtime. Um, and then in the shootout, he went three for three, uh, saving Voracek, connecting the Giroux. And then Jake DeBrusque with, that was such a good move. Um, but I the only thing he's done all season, but it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. I mean, he looked he looks good with um Marshawn Bergeron on that top line. I but so. I mean like yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like I hope anyone on that top line would look good. <laughs> <laughs> when you're playing with Brad Marshawn yeah. and Patrice Bergeron, you better look good. Can we talk about how good the C looks on Bergeron in those home jerseys? It it does look really good. It's it's bittersweet, <sighs> but Yeah. But yeah, no, it looks it looks so good. I, hey, you're ready for Chara twice this weekend. Well, once yeah. this weekend, like Monday or whatever, but oh, that's so weird. I saw that earlier. I was like, huh, what? I forget. When do the Bruins play the Capitals next? Oh, no, it's well, in like a week. First. And then I was like, oh, my God, six days. No, I'm not ready for this. But yeah. anyways, yes, that was just a beautiful little flick. I don't even know. How to, I guess flick is sort of like, like, a, a, like a floater. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a floater. <laughs> like just sort of, you know, pulled back, just flicked it over heart. Like obviously... Not on the same level as Datsuk, but it was it was sort of like that Datsuk like pull back and then flick it over move. Obviously to a much lesser extent, but that's the best way I can think of explaining it. And if you don't know that classic Datsuk move, I am severely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should know any Dat Datsuk move. Uh I missed when he was Ooh. in the NHL. Is he still playing in the KHL? I think so. Last time I checked he was. He was last year. Uh, yes, he is. He's got 33 points at 42 games. Mm, that's I'm not a... even going to try to pronounce his team name because that's two big words. Wait, let me see. So, uh, Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, you're right. Uh, I have no idea. Not even going to bother because that's just... Nope. <laughs> wow. You know what's crazy? I don't know what I was expecting, but... Pavel Datsuk is not a point-per-game player in the NHL. I thought he'd be way over. What is he? He's got 953 games played in the NHL with 918 points. Okay, so he's 35 off. I, I thought like it was no. going to be like at least 100, but no, okay. He's only 35 off. That's not... I thought he'd be bad. like at least 50 over or like 100 over. <laughs> but that's, uh, again, here's our... <laughs> Is there a little tangent that we go on? He never hit 100 points. He had 97 in back-to-back years, but never 100. Damn. Man, Brad Marchand better? <laughs> I mean, hey. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> so, speaking of Brad Marchand, 
you think he's got a chance for the heart this year? I know we can. We still have a whole Ooh. game to talk about where he. God, he puts up what two goals in that? Yeah. So. I don't. I don't know, because a lot of the time with the heart, it's basically like top three in points, and then you win the heart. You know, it's not necessarily you win the art Ross and you win the heart, but yeah. most of the time when you're top three in points, you win the heart. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's five, six games in, or seven for the Leafs. Jesus. Um, but I seven. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think he certainly has a chance. Um, I think I think like last year. Well, actually, Pasternak probably would have been more likely last year if that yeah. season finished and the pandemic didn't happen but um i i i could i don't know if i could ever see him winning the heart frankly because i just don't think he's gonna get res- the, the respect from the voters for that like yeah i agree i think he he might be deserving um like the year he had 100 points he definitely should have been up there 100 percent, like 18 19 um i forget what were the heart standing like uh what's it called what place did he come in in the voting that's what oh, i was yeah, saying yeah. <laughs> well in in 1819 that year kucherov okay yeah kucherov had his 128 point year because that was yeah, the so. that was the 62 win lightning so that makes sense yeah, um, martian was fifth yeah mcdick well he was also tied for fifth in points so um i mean yeah i i think you know that year would have been more likely just in terms of his individual play um i don't know if he can win it this year like I I don't think he will. I don't think he will, but I think in theory, if his name was anyone but Brad Marchand, he could. You know. I agree. Like if he just That's changes enough. his name to like Brad Marchand, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Bard <laughs> Bard Markspear or something like. <laughs> Maybe. I got but... a quiz for you. Oh no! Don't. Who's don't... leading the league in points right now? Ooh. I'm not looking it up. I'm not going to look it up. I. Hmm. I know. Surprise you. Okay, I'm trying to think of who's done well for me in fantasy. Um. I think you might have him. I don't remember. Yeah, because I think Marner's done really well for me, and I think he might be up there. I'm. Maybe Matthew. No, Matthews hasn't scored too much. He's he's sort of had a slower start. Um, I know Pedersen has had an awfully slow start. Um, Mark Stone's been solid. I know that. Um, I think Marshawn was probably like top twenty. Uh, Marshawn right now is tenth. I will say. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, think... he's tied with like a million players with seven. So. I don't think McKinnon has had that fantastic, like that outstanding so far. Um, nope. Although he's had some great oh. games. Um, McKinnon Tifoli- has seven points, just like Marchand. Toffoli has five goals, which pisses me off. Uh, I know that. I'm, I'm gonna stick with Marner just because he. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Marner has ten points in seven games, but second mm-hmm. place is Kyle Connor, who has nine points in five games. Jeez. Okay. So that'll be interesting. They don't need line A. <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh, we, we, still, we still have that to get to. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Guess who uh, has the most shots on goal in the league? Quick guess, go. Most shots on goal? 
Yep. Uh, probably actually, it's, it's, it's probably Matthews then. Yes, he's got yeah. 29 shots and uh, three goals. Wait, let me pull this up. I, I'm curious. Time. Honor... I want to see because I just saw with Marner, he's playing 24 minutes a night. Is that the most out of any four? Yeah, Marner's played 24 minutes a night as a yeah. forward. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyways, that was uh, the usual complete. Typical McDavid. He's only got seven points in six games. What a bum! Wow. His career's over. He's awful. Even Marshawn's better. Well. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so yesterday's game, <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, I guess we can, you know, it's not going to be too much to actually focus on for this one. Cause I mean, really two goal game for Bergeron, one goal on the power play, two goal game for Marshaw, also one goal on the power play. Um, we saw Kevin, or Kevin Hayes. Oh my God. We saw Craig Smith's first goal as a Bruin. Please don't give me Kevin Hayes' contract. Um, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Craig Smith's first goal as a Bruin. Uh, Charlie Coyle uh, scored in back-to-back games, which was great to see. Um, both Frederick and Zaboral got their first career points. That was really good to see. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought Frederick already had a point before that game. I was so surprised when I was like, wait, that's his first point? Mm-hmm. I could have sworn he had an assist or something, like against New Jersey or some stupid stuff like that. But can we talk about the new line, Frederick Coyle-Smith? We most definitely can because I love that line. I know it's. I'm set to talk about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's it's been like a game, frankly. Like I I don't remember like they didn't start the fourth game as a line, right? Like that no. was still Bjork Coyle Smith. Nope. But no, Frederick Coyle Smith. You know, at least get at least against Philly in that game, which I mean, they're one of the more physical teams in the league, and they still were you know phenomenal. I really love that line. That they're just all over the forecheck. Trent Frederick himself has been unbelievably good mm-hmm. so far. So far. Yeah. And have to have to make sure to specify so far. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> don't want to jump too far ahead, but there's he has to stay in the lineup when well, if Kasha comes back, but definitely when astronaut comes back and i think when he comes back uh andre spjork's gone yeah we can we can we'll get into that after let's, i just yeah, wanted yeah, let's, to let's go through the game first before that. we yep. get into all those lineup messes but yeah no that line has been incredible it seems to be the the perfect balance and it's been a game so let's not get ahead of ourselves but it was a great game for that line frankly um all right, well, if you got nothing else on that, then uh, other storyline for this game, there was no Grizzly, obviously. Uh, so it was Connor Clifton in, which I really did not notice Clifton, frankly. I, th- I think that's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, I I was surprised he went up and played with Carlo. I would have thought they would have moved Zaboral up just sort of for that left shot with Carlo. But um no, I hardly ever noticed Clifton, and granted, yeah, it was 3-1 after the second period, and then it was just sort of a blowout from there, but I didn't I didn't notice him, which, uh, no complaints, right? Like, he was he was a plus one, had four hits, played 18 minutes. No, no complaints from him, really? No, I 
like basically what you said, I can't remember a single play he made or didn't make. So, and for someone for who's, who's a who's typically a bottom pairing defenseman, that's kind of what you want. Don't yeah. don't do anything bad. Like, you know, if you don't do anything good, just don't do anything bad. And you know, that's sort of what you get. Same with, same with Kevin Miller. Like through five games, he's still been he's still been pretty solid. There haven't been really any complaints. Um, I know the Zaboral Miller pairing has had great underlying numbers because I saw a few people like point that out, which was surprising to say the least. Um, but yeah, uh, the Charlie McAvoy finally got a point in that game. Yeah, I did not realize he did not have a point until then. Um, and his point was a secondary assist on Bergeron's second goal. So, very meaningful. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know, I I will say obviously they're going to need more offense out of McAvoy if they want to go anywhere this season. Like one point through five games, like that's not really going to cut it, frankly, as a top pairing defenseman. But, um. I'm not too concerned about it in more of a blowout game. He's on pace for 11 points. Let's go. <laughs> and but still, yeah. zero goals. <sighs> is, is it going to take... Got... Wait, didn't it take him like 52 games or something to score last year? I was like, something is, like that. If he I keeps that up, is he even going to score this year? <laughs> I can't wait to name a second episode Charlie McAvoy scored a goal. Yeah. Oh man, that that day when he scored against Chicago off that feed from Nebraska, that was just such a good day. I mean, well, I guess that night. That feel that's probably almost no, that's almost definitely over a year ago, right? When McAvoy scored a goal. I thought it was February. It was okay, it was January or February cuz it obviously wasn't March cuz March the Bruins like that was, was the Tampa February. game. Oh, okay. February 5th, 2020. Jesus. So about... Oh, I just clicked on the video and the first thing is Tori Krug with a breakaway. Oh. Mm, thanks for that. <sighs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, NHL YouTube. Anyways. You know, gonna, gonna need more out of McAvoy, frankly, but it'll come, I think. Just as he plays more and gets more comfortable. Because, I mean, he... <laughs> He kind of also lost his D partner this offseason. So it's kind of also about sort of getting sort of transitioned into being comfortable with Lazar, uh, assuming that stays consistent this year. Yeah. Maybe a first line of, a uh, first line, first, first line. pairing of Zaboral McAvoy. There we go. Let's do that. That would certainly help me make, help make me feel English. That would certainly help make me feel better about 2015. Um, but who knows? <laughs> uh, speaking of 2015, I missed the pairing of Trotman Chara. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that team didn't deserve the playoffs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the 16-17 Bruins, I, I don't know how they took it to six against the Sens, frankly. Like, against those Eric Carlson Sens. Yeah. Especially... Didn't they have like three defensemen hurt? Like, wasn't I know Carlo was three. hurt. Uh, I think Krug was hurt at one point. I think Colin Miller Colin was Miller, hurt too. Right? Yeah, because didn't Robo Guerra play a game or something? 
Like there was someone random. I know Tommy Cross. Tommy Cross. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, like it was it was such a mess that series. Um, we don't talk about game two. Uh, no, we don't, because that's depression for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only we knew uh, each other back then. Anyways. Um, oh, that would have been... been even worse, I think, actually. Uh, that would have been painful. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, that, that game was... That game, meaning the Philly game. That was that was a great game. Now, do, it was. do you want to get into the stuff you sort of touched on earlier with Frederick, Bjork, Stanika, when Posh... I just combined Kosh and Poshnok. When Poshnok and Posh come back. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I hold on. I had, oh my god, I had something up, but it's gone because I went to go see McAvoy. Oh my god, hold on. Uh, talk about your Packers for a second, please. No, thank you. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> um... Okay, so all right, I got it up. So Anders Bjork. He's played five games. Here are his time on ice is for each game, starting with the opening game and then going through most recent. 1356, 1058, 943, 1045, 1232. I don't I don't see where he fits in. Maybe he he can fit on in on that fourth line. Obviously it's too soon to tell if he's good or bad at that, but Right now, he's my odd man out. When yeah. one player comes back in David Pasternak, which seems like that's going to happen not soon, but probably not, after Washington after the Washington series, I would think, because I remember the plan was to try to get him practicing um, with the full team in a non or in a like normal sweater, like not non-contact, like this week, some point this week. So mm-hmm. probably after Washington, and I think frankly saving him um, until after Washington, so he doesn't have to play Tom Wilson. And Sedano Chara is probably better. Although, granted, they play in Philly the next time, so it's not going to make too much of a difference. But actually, Tom Wilson is hurt, so maybe take advantage of that. And Ooh. when... Oh, no, wow. right. The Caps players, they come back uh, for the Bruins series. You know, OV. Really? Yeah. OV, oh. uh, Kuznetsov, Orlov. Although Samsonov tested positive, so he's probably not playing. I would assume if he has COVID, I don't think he'll be back at that point. But yeah, no, it was it was like four games for the COVID protocol list, and I counted, and yeah, they'll be back. Cool, Supposedly. cool, that, that's awesome. Yeah, real great. <laughs> hey, maybe there'll be some rust. I God, I hope so. <laughs> but no, so I just... what do we do? Like Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak. Because I'm assuming Pasternak's going to be back before Kasha is at this point. Okay, so I would be very concerned about number 88 if he's not. Yeah. Um, Considering he's doing a somersault at practice, I think he'll be back relatively soon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you have the top line, best line in hockey. Then your second line, like, yeah, you have Krejci, obviously. Do you put DeBrusque there with Richie? I, I would think so. Just because Stadnika yeah. hasn't been fantastic on that line, frankly. But then yeah. you can't touch does... that third line. Yeah, you, you can't, can't. You can't. You can't move line. Frederick Coyle Smith after that game for sure. Now, obviously, if they have if they have a bad game or bad game or two, three, however what however many it is before Pasternak gets back, then yeah, maybe you change it. But 
Yeah. As it stands right now, as of uh, January 24th at 9.07 p.m., don't touch that line. Um, <laughs> so, like, you go Debrus, Krejci, Richie. No. Yep. And then you move Stednika down to the fourth line. On yep, and now that I thought of line. that, <laughs> I think that means Bjork will stay in the lineup. Yeah. I think they trust Bjork more. He, Bjork kills penalties, too, so... If the fourth line is the option between Bjork and Studnika, then Bjork's the guy. I think mm-hmm. they have more trust in him, and which sucks for Stud because you. He's the odd man out. Love to have him play, but this is not a time to experiment. You need to get your best players out there and whatever you feel. Yeah. And when you game, what do you think of Chris Wagner? I haven't noticed him at all this year. I haven't noticed him, which. Small. Not a bad or a good thing for a fourth liner, but like, listen, he's he's been better than Corrali because we've noticed Corrali and it's been bad when we've noticed Corrali, you know, like sort of that idea. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Wagner's sort of just been there. Like, yeah, he's been killing penalties as he normally does. Um, but I don't know. He hasn't really shown anything, which, okay, yeah, you'll probably want at least... Like what you want? If if we're thinking about it like a normal year, you want like five goals out of him this year, right? Like yeah. in a fifty-six game year, something like that. Um, Fair. I just hit my desk. Um, I don't know. I think. I think he. I mean, I I don't have much to say about Wagner, frankly. Like I'm just trying to like think of words yeah. that might <laughs> might make Take sense. A but there's not <laughs> there's not really anything there. I don't like the term on that contract. I didn't like it when it was signed. No. I Who mean, knows? Obviously, I've... that's for later. We're talking about actual season now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about the future anymore. Yeah. Well, I guess we will when we talk about what's coming up this week. But I mean, I mean, if we're know. if we're talking term, I don't like the term on the coil deal still. But you know, that's a little more bearable than. Yeah, a player of coil's caliber, felt. but. Well, yes. I've... Like I, when it was first signed, I had I was first of all more focusing on that term, but like I, I obviously I'm not fucking a future teller, or else I I wouldn't. You wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. You would not be here. But I I think that deal is going to turn out to be, hopefully not like almost every other deal where they end up. <laughs> Giving a lot of retain fifty percent and a first round pick going somewhere else, but yeah, no, I think no. Anyways, it might it might be bad the last two years of that deal, but that's sort of what you have to do in like nowadays to retain yeah, a the, good player. If the cap somehow starts going up, then that'll be like well, it's supposed to after bad. like two or three years. So <laughs> oh, great, we're right in time for the deal for the exactly yeah for it to expire, but. Yeah, so back to uh, way back, um, I think your fourth line stays Bjork, Crowley, Wagner, which is, eh, nothing bad to say, nothing great. Nothing bad, but nothing like outstanding. Yeah, um, I know this is getting a little ahead, but what's your, and frankly, it's, it's not a good thing to assume when you're considering it's the Bruins. What's your lineup if the entire team is healthy? Okay, so say I had 
both of those two players to plug in right now with the team playing how they're playing. Um, well, first line is the first line, then the Brusque, Krejci, Richie. Oh. I think. I think you have to. Fine. You know what? For <laughs> for thinking of fourth line fit, I think Richie fits best on that fourth line. That's true. So sure, we'll go DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha. Then and the third pray line. that it works. <laughs> pray that it works. If not, then you know what? You plug Richie and you put Bjork back on that fourth line. Then obviously third line, Frederick, Coyle, Smith. Fourth line, Richie, Corrali, Wagner. But there will never be a day in my lifetime where the Bruins are fully healthy. Yeah, I I don't think that's gonna happen. But like, yeah, if it if it is, I think my lineup's the same. I think you give Kasha that second line right wing spot back, unless Danica has an amazing time on it in the next few games with Richie and uh, Krejci. But I I think you kind of have to give that to Kasha and just pray that it works. Um. And then keep Frederick Coyle Smith for now, or maybe go back to Bjork Coyle Smith or Richie Coyle Smith. Depends depends on how everything goes in the next few games, but I I think I think that's what you have to do. Like go top line, Express Crazy Kasha, Frederick Coyle Smith, and then Richie Crowley Wagner. Like you can have Richie on the fourth line and still play him on the power play, you know, like because mm-hmm. frankly I think at, at this point he he deserves a spot in that top unit. Like the top unit has been great with him on it. So, for sure. Um. All right. Well, we touched on Richie and Frederick. So the only other big thing before questions was, you know, the blockbuster trade in the NHL, <laughs> which we saved for fifty-eight uh, yeah. minutes in. Um. Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois in a third from Columbus going to Winnipeg for Patrick Laine and Jack Rosovich. I feel like this deal was sort of a long time coming, like <clears throat> with how every, like without both organizations were just sort of like, okay, Laine is not happy. Dubois is not happy. That just seems like a, that just seems like a perfect fit, at least for the trade. Yeah. Obviously seeing Laine with Tortorella is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah. Whenever he's healthy. Yeah, I guess if I don't even know what the I don't even know what his injury is. I just saw that he was hurt. On yeah, no, I, I I have no idea what the injury is, but I know he's hurt. But I mean, it's not like Dubois is going to be able to play for Winnipeg the next week or anything, anyways, because of quarantine rules going across the border. So, um, I don't know <laughs> that. I I think in terms of like right now, like looking at the the trade from like just from like our standpoint of just being like Bruins fans and whatnot. It's just like, yeah, that seems like Columbus got the better players, but I don't I think know. think Rosalvik will be an underrated piece of that trade. Yeah. I think, I think Probably really, what, 23? yeah, I think who really yeah, wins yeah. that trade, you know, in quotes, um, it, that sort of just rides on how Rosalvik plays. Cause um, Line a is like a generational score. Like he is phenomenal, um, but Dubois is, you know, certainly better defensively. He's not fantastic, but he's better defensively. He's better all around. So, <laughs> sort of balances out. Plus, Dubois is a center. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting because the Jets' depth with 
Dubois now down the middle. They have Shifley, Dubois, and Paul Stastny, which pretty solid. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, one thing is both players, you know, don't really like the market they're playing in, and good thing they both went to great markets. <laughs> they both swapped <laughs> shitty markets that they don't like playing yeah, in. Like, so D- Dubois wants to go to a better market. Also, Dubois goes to Edmon- Edmonton, Winnipeg. <laughs> it's like you're not. Oh my god! Imagine if Edmonton got him <laughs> at center core, but um, That'd obviously be... Line A is going to be an RFA at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know if, how happy he will be to re-sign. I know he pretty much has to be his arbitration to, yeah. and stuff, but I wonder if maybe we're talking about a potential line aid trade around draft time. Oh, that would be maybe fun. he, again, like you mentioned earlier with Tortorella, maybe that's a misfit and something's beyond repair there. And I'm just thinking worst case scenario, maybe he ends up re-signing there and then he ends up becoming... God, maybe a captain someday when Felino is no longer... Well, that's Seth Jones. That would be Seth Jones. Never mind. <laughs> He'd become the captain someday. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Roslovic's a good ad for them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Line A is Line A who's going to score. If they can get him a good like chemistry on a line, I don't know who that would be with. I don't know whether they'd put him with Domi or Felino or someone, but I think he could score 50 goals. Oh, 100%. So that's if they can keep him, that's amazing. And Dubois is going to be a hell of a center. I would argue that. Well, obviously he's not going to be their number one center because Shifley's there, but he'd be a number one center on most teams. Several teams around this league. I'd say most so teams I think... besides like Edmonton, Boston, Toronto, Vancouver, maybe like he would be number one C on every other team. Like Pittsburgh? Oh, Colorado too. You got Sidney Crosby out of Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> no, but, but both no. teams are getting a hell of a player. It's mm-hmm. I am curious as to how this like I've mentioned before, how it'll fit both players who didn't like the <laughs> like the average market they were in before going to another average market. Mm-hmm. So if the players fit in and they like it, then I see this playing out where neither team really loses the trade. But. No. And frankly, this just feels like a deal that sort of had to happen. And like, yeah. people were like, oh, uh, Winnipeg, oh, this was such a bad trade. It. Winnipeg, oh no, what are you doing here? But it's like, they they needed to move them. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't going to work out with Line A, which is, I don't know how, how you mess it up with someone as good as Line A. Like, obviously, yeah, he struggles defensively, but you can't say no to... At least thirty goals every year, you know. Um, but obviously, we're not behind the scenes on that, so who knows? And plus, we didn't talk about what led to this like avalanche of twenty-four hours. Oh my god! Line uh, Dupas so, shift. Yeah, he against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What was that? Was that right Thursday? Thursday night, he went into a battle in the corner with uh, Tyler Johnson. And I think everyone knows the difference in height and size there. You think Dubois would easily win? Oh, well, he didn't give a single shit. None at all. Kind of coasted into it, let Tyler Johnson get the puck out to his teammate. And he just like slowly skated back to the bench for a change. And well, John Tortorella 
benched him. I mean, frankly, I, I, I don't know if, like, in that situation as the coach, I would bench him, but certainly would maybe be like, hey, uh, don't do that. What or you're the not hell gonna be playing. <laughs> like, Maybe do what Bruce sometimes does and just bench him for a period. Yeah, but. or just, like, swap the lines up and put him with, like, the fourth line. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, yeah, that, I think... Some of the reaction to that like forty second clip of a shift was kind of like a bit much, um, but like yeah, he definitely he definitely was not trying on that play, and he wanted out very clearly. So, mm-hmm. I was, I didn't think it would happen that soon. Obviously, once no. I saw that whole benching thing and all the media stuff, I was like, okay, well. Maybe it'll happen soon, but then the next day when I saw the, like, <laughs> I checked my phone at work, and it was like, done trade, and I was like, what? But I am very surprised more that Line is out of a peg. I thought he was going to be there for his entire career, or not entire career, but most of it. Yeah. It's... Like, remember when a lot of the talk was just like, oh, Line A versus Matthews, Line A versus Matthews. And it's like, well, no offense to Line A, but I think we know who might have been the better pick just based on the fact that he had to <laughs> he had to be traded. Like, only, what, five years in to his time in Winnipeg, which obviously, like, five years is not a small amount of time. But for a second overall pick who's, a, who's an amazing goal scorer, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what happened, but it's just I don't know. Hey, it was a fun trade. I'll say that. I'll That's be for it. sure. I'll be it came came pretty quickly. All right. Well, uh, if you have nothing else on that, we have three questions. Um, I guess Uh-oh. I guess let's let's start with the the two football ones. Um, so Will at Charlie Godavoy asked, uh, was it pass interference? Um, no, it wasn't pass interference. It was holding. Uh, and there were also multiple holds throughout the game, like on Rogers only interception. Uh, that there was certainly a hold there, but it was not called. And my only request is that officials be consistent, but that's, uh, that's never going to happen in any sport, apparently. <laughs> and it's kind of dumb that you can't review something like that. Like a like the holding on the interception. Anyways. Yeah. You think that would be something like especially in today's world. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's like you, you have a million be... angles, like obviously don't like if you notice the coach just challenging everything, then like you know, talk to them about that and be like, No, you can't do that, but like you definitely should be able to challenge something mm-hmm. like that. Like obviously in hockey, like, yeah, okay, you can't challenge icing, like that would be stupid. Because, like, it, it wouldn't be too much of a difference. But, micromanaging the piss out of it. Yeah, but, like, a play like that, like, especially, like, an interception or, you know, obviously, like, the, the holding at the end of the game, which basically won the Bucks. Like, I'm sorry, who won? That, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won. Oh, um, But, no, like, a, a play there, like, I feel like those should be able to be reviewed. Like, anything that's sort of, like, a big play. And I don't know how you write that down in the rule book and determine what a big play is, but yeah, yeah, kind of um, like how they do with the uh, all scoring plays are reviews. Maybe like all turnovers are also reviewed. That, hey, 
could be a decent idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Um. Other other question is from uh, Misty Fitz. I, I who knows how to say it. Uh, he says, "What moves do the Packers make, and your Super Bowl predictions?" Um, the Packers' move that they should make is to keep Aaron Rodgers and fire the hell out of the defense. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on that because, frankly, uh, I have no idea. Wow! Lost Look at us. Ago. Two teams, completely different season, and we have the same goals for the off season. It's just, you want yeah. a quarterback to stay and the defense to get the <laughs> fuck out, and I want the same thing. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like, well, oh God, what did the Cowboys go? Six and ten equals, what did the Packers go? Uh, 13, three, and then, I guess, 14 or four, if you include. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same, <laughs> same seasons, basically. Oh, yeah, 100%. <sighs> um, Super Bowl predictions, though. As it's, it's kind of tough to yeah, say, scoring. but as it stands, the Chiefs are up. Um. 31-15 on the Bills, 12 minutes to go in the fourth, and Chiefs have the ball. So Kansas oh. City is winning this game. Um, I hope that ends up being wrong, but um, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I can bet against Tom Brady. But but man, if he has another half like the second half of the NFC oh. game, then Kansas City's going to run all over them. So, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to say the Buccaneers win regardless of the Bills or the Chiefs. And it's not a happy win, because obviously I do not like Tampa <laughs> or Tom Brady. Um, I'm, I'm going with the long ball. I got Bills winning this game somehow. I don't even know what the actual like number score is, but... Uh, uh, it is oh 31-15. Yeah, 31-15. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna go. Chiefs are gonna beat the Bills, and then the Chiefs will beat the Buccaneers in a storyline of the old goat, kind of like a passing of the torch from Brady to Mahomes officially. I think that's gonna be the storyline and the result. I hope so. <laughs> I I hope I I I don't. I don't want uh, another pretty Super Bowl win. Thanks. I will. I know for you it's tough because obviously you're a Packers fan, but for me it's so much easier to like Brady now that he's not on the Patriots. Yeah. So I won't hate it if the Buccaneers win. I actually kind of would maybe prefer for them because just because the Chiefs won the year before, kind of like you know, different teams winning. Unless it's the Cowboys, Bruins, or <laughs> Yankees, but we don't have to go there right now. Mm-hmm. But I got Chiefs, I guess, winning it. You better be right. <laughs> I guess we'll see. In, the rare football talk on here. <laughs> Twelve um, men in the huddle. I said, "Fuck!" That happened so many times that game. Anyways, uh, too many men. Um. Yeah. Last question. We did already sort of touch on it, but uh, Braden Maxim at 8 Maxim. I hope I don't put your last name. Uh, what happens to the Lions once Pasta and Kasha return? Of course, with Freddie playing so well, I don't see him going anywhere. Bjork and Stud, odd men out, question mark. Yeah, I I think Bjork and Stud end up being the odd men out. 
uh, like we we said, like Bjork probably gets like first choice, not choice, but like you know what I mean, like first pick at at least the fourth line spot once Posnerak and Kasha are back, if they're back. Um, mm-hmm. I I would assume that's how it goes. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I concur. <laughs> all right well with that being said i think that's all we got this has certainly been one of the longer ones we've done in a bit uh although actually it hasn't been well never mind no because 12 days ago it was an hour and 21 minutes for the season preview so never mind um <laughs> anyways um don't don't really have anything else to add We'll probably record after both the Pittsburgh and Washington series, so four games from now, just because it works. It works best with schedule and everything, because it's it's sometimes like, well, do we want to record after two games or just save it for four? Because frankly, it's it's a lot easier to do, and there's more to talk about. So it's not just like, hey, here's twenty minutes of us talking about Pittsburgh, and then oh, yeah. fun times. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, with that said. Thank you for listening. Um, if you've made it this far, uh, wash your hands, wear a mask. Uh, we've sort of been doing this outro for the last 10 months. Uh, and, uh, you know, just be safe.